All right, so I'm recording there. Sound is speeding. Camera's good. Yes? All right. Welcome to the Songwriter's Couch. We're on episode number 14 and in the studio today. And I'm, I should have probably asked the pronunciation of your last name, Denali. I want you um, to try it. But is it, uh, so it's Denali because it's changed recently. Yes. Siriesco? Mm, you were close. Cerisco. Cerisco. Okay. Well, my, my last name is equally as, uh, yeah. as challenging to both spell and... and- Pronounce. pronounce yeah so I'm, I'm i know the i know i know the struggle is real so absolutely but thanks for being on the show thank you for having me i'm really excited to it. be here um so this is episode now 14 first of all uh i want to thank our sponsors again for sponsoring the show you're the reason that we uh have the ability to do this so thank you very much to seed and stone um and uh you know, thank you for all the listeners. One thing I want to say before we start, if you have yet to actually subscribe and you're watching this, I'm very disappointed in you. Your mom is very disappointed in you. Uh, your brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, right, Denali, are very disappointed in you. So go down there and hit subscribe, hit like, maybe throw a comment down there, say, Pat, stop telling me to subscribe. You're not you're not my parents. Uh, you're not my dad. Right. You're not my dad. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, and while that's correct, uh, still do it. Okay, so go down there. Uh, Denali, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, before we get started, too, there, why don't you um, throw out where people can kind of find your your stuff or find you or find out what you're, you're up to? Um, I have a, an Instagram page that is my first name dot last name, so Denali dot Cerisco, that you can find um, all of my links from my link tree that's in my bio that has my Bandcamp and my Spotify. All of my music is on there. Um, and I also do photography as well. Um, so I shoot weddings and all kinds of things. So those are my creative outlets for, I found that, that a lot of our, uh, our guests are multi talented -talented. creators. It seems to be like a, either a blessing or a, or a a curse for everyone uh, involved. Trying to like balance my time with like all of my creative things that I want to do is sometimes difficult. So I want to touch base real quick. Yeah. You said a phrase right before we started here that I was unfamiliar with um, because I'm, I'm, I'm just an old guy now, an old rock guy sitting on the couch here next to uh, a youthful, uh, (laughs) a a, a young person. And, And what was the phrase you said? Do you remember now? Full send. Full send. So what does that mean to know? Like you f- you fully invest yourself into what you're doing. Into it. So full if, send. For all of my uh, old people watching, <laughs> full send, right? Uh, yeah. Is, is the phrase. So, Absolutely. Um, I, I look, feel like if I learn something every day. Denali, then I've I, I'm satisfied. That's you know right. I mean? You're it's, living a full life if that's you're learning right. Mr. something Mr. Rogers new. back in the day taught me that. You yeah. Learn, learn. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Did you happen to see the Mr. Rogers movie? No, with, no. Was it Tom Hanks? Yeah, I think it was Tom Hanks. I, I don't think I've seen that yet. Have you seen that? Yet? You did. Was it good? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Huh. All right, well, I'll have to we'll watch have to it. it. Did out. you ever watch uh, Mr. Rogers? Mr. Absolutely. Rogers I was. I had no cable as a kid, so we just had PBS. So I watched like Arthur and Sesame Street? Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street, all of the good ones. Was, is Sesame Street still like in its current or its old format with like the puppets and stuff? Or was it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like they've made new ones. Like they have Abby Cadabby. She was newer. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, they they have a lot of different kinds of puppets, but they're still doing. They're still huh. doing puppets. With I thought them. maybe they had changed it to like CGI. And it's oh, all like. Gosh, no. <laughs> Don't do that. Sesame Street. Like 3D. And you know what I mean? Like. like oh, no, that would be terrible. Anime. 
anime. It's no, more like anime. Now. I was like always a big fan of the Muppets as a kid, so I just. So, did you ever go to New York City? I've been twice. Yes, I went in my junior year of high school for the music trip, and then I went as a senior in high school to visit colleges. Were you going to go to school? In I was considering Marymount Manhattan for photography, but I then know. I ended up going to RIT and I dropped out. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> well, RIT is a good school too, though. I mean, in yeah. general, for photography and film yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I, so. I ended up just going my own route and learning myself, like through practice. And I feel like nowadays. <sighs> Except if you're going for like to be a doctor or you're going to be a lawyer, like something specific where you need to have the degree for it. It's yeah. almost like you can learn most of that stuff on YouTube yeah, or, or and like online. Literally learning through practice and just like doing doing it yeah. is to me better than just sitting in a classroom and learning about the different things that a camera can do. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, mean, you probably have to know some of that stuff when yeah, you're getting out there. Right? Absolutely. I've taken some classes with local photographers and I've worked with a lot of local photographers, but I think that working on the job, I've learned a lot more than I did when I was at RIT. Hmm. So um, why don't we uh, tell the good people at home um, kind of what, uh, what you do so you're you're a songwriter you're a photographer we talked a little bit about photography yeah um but how did you get into writing music and oh goodness and not only writing music but first of all probably you need to learn you know you needed to learn an instrument you yeah to so start singing or whatever when but. i when i was in fifth grade i picked up the viola that was my first oh, instrument wow. um i didn't like the violin um i thought it was too screechy and <laughs> Um, everyone played the violin. So I was like, no, I'm going to be the weird kid who plays the viola. <laughs> um, so I started taking private lessons and playing in orchestras, and I really, really loved it. And then when I was about probably like 12 or 13, um, I really wanted a ukulele. And I got this one, actually. Um, this is Venice. Oh, so that's your... He's my oldest one that I have. Um and he's an acoustic electric. My um, dad from growing up, he got this one for me. And he is my tried and true tenor um, buddy. And I've written a lot of songs on him. And he's been with me for a long time. Um, but Jack Johnson has been my biggest songwriting um inspiration for years i've been listening to him since i was a little girl and <laughs> i've always really loved his music and loved like how his songs flow and just make you just feel good and that's yeah he's very much like a surfer kind yeah. of like he, he is a surfer beach. yeah he he's a really good surfer you know what else i learned you know eddie vetter is a surfer from Pearl Jam. Really? Isn't that weird? That's kind of cool. Yeah, he's like really into surfing or whatever. And he did, he actually did a, um, like a ukulele album. I forget the name of it now. I'll have to check that out. It has out. a picture of like a statue that's underwater or whatever. But it's all, I think it's just called ukulele songs or something like that. It's oh, great. Oh, that's actually. so cool. I'll have to check that out yeah, for there was sure. That, that movie about um, the guy who went to Alaska. Yeah. Uh, into the wild. Yeah. And uh, was it, was I right? It is just called yeah, there you go. Ukulele songs by Eddie Vedder. It's good, good album. Yeah, for real. I mean, there's a couple of songs that, that are like, eh, it's all right. Um, but for the most part, there's there's good stuff. But I think he started writing on a ukulele for that movie. He did a couple wow. of, you know, a couple of songs on it. Yeah. Um, which the soundtrack to that is is unbelievable. The fact that he just wrote um, you know, the majority of that stuff. I love um, that. I I bought a ukulele once 
And I, I just never. You never played it? I never followed See, for me, it. it's like six strings is too many. <laughs> so I prefer my four string instruments. I started I with the viola and then moved so what, on to the ukulele. What's the what's a viola? Viol, viol, a viola is like a violin. It's got um, a little bit bigger of a body, but it is strong. Kind of like me. It, it's, it's got the same note, like note strings as a cello. Okay. So instead of the high E, it has the low C. And you still play it? Um, yeah, upright. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Is it about the same size as the ukulele or bigger, you think? It's probably about the same size. You know, for a musician, I know very little uh, classical instrument names and stuff. I've noticed that since this show has started. And every time someone mentions something, I'm like, like, I don't oh. know, even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you're, you're like just a rock rock musician. You know what I mean? I know guitar and drums and bass. Yeah. It's good enough. Although I did, <laughs> I did learn to play the flute once. Um, my cousin had her flute and she had taken it in school and she was pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, and then she stopped playing and I, I grabbed it from her one day. I was like at her house and I was like, I'm going to try borrow it. that. Yeah. yeah. And I learned how to, I was like decent at it or whatever, but, yeah. um, never, never followed through on that either. I mean, it was too much, too much learning to play music, like write, you know, like yeah. written music and stuff. And that's, I just don't have the, the no. uh, patience for. No, I am not a composer. I am a songwriter. So what were your, you said your family was into music as well, or was it my, something? My that... dad from growing up introduced me to a lot of really cool music. Um, when I was a kid and then I just have branched out since then I have a lot of vast music tastes like yeah. I like a, I like a lot of different things Very um, eclectic yeah but different different like just different kinds of music from different parts of like the music world hmm. like Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> no that's no? not one not of DMX them. no <laughs> um, Amy Winehouse is definitely my biggest vocal inspiration, hmm. and I take a lot of inspiration from how she how she sings and yeah. like the things that she can do with her voice. And I've I'm I'm sad that I'll never get to see her live. But so there's a uh, well, you might have the chance if this AI stuff takes off and there's they have the holograms and all that. You crazy. might be able to see a version of her. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever, crazy. Whatever twisted evil version I know. of. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That they're doing. You know what's crazy too? I was, I was, uh, I have some friends that are actors and whatever that are, you know, were part of the. Uh, is it still going on? I think it might still be going on. That I think they the just finished it, the strike. Yeah. Um, but there's this whole thing about AI because some of the bigger actors are starting to sell their likenesses to to the studios to say, you know, they know this is coming regardless, right? Wow. So like the Tom Hanks speaking. Of, I'm, I'm going to start a beef with Tom Hanks. Get on the Tom Hanks. I'm coming for you, Tom Hanks. Okay, um, <laughs> but but some of these some of these uh, actors are like selling their likeness so that yeah. in the future, even if the actor is dead already, they can make a movie with the actor and their likeness and they all that stuff. They were doing that for the Star Wars movies, and their families can get you know get paid off it or whatever. But the fear is you know that down the line, like there may not be spots for new actors or new musicians now and and that sort of thing because yeah. of where AI is going. Yeah. It's mm. it's crazy, huh? Yeah, I don't I don't love it. I'm I'm a big live theater fan. Mm. Um and I've always been a musical theater nerd and I just did a musical for the first time in adulthood this past summer which was oh, what, so fun. What uh what musical? It was Susical, which ah. is the musical that's based on uh like Horton Hears a Who and some of the Dr. Seuss characters like the Cat in the Hat is the um the narrator of the show and I played General Genghis Khan Schmitz. <laughs> <laughs> who was um, the military awesome. school leader in Whoville, and I had to convince 
um, his parents, uh, Jojo's parents, that he should come to my military school. And I had a whole song, and it, I just had a blast. I love, I used to do musicals back in the day, too, really? in high school. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I loved, I did uh, Once Upon a Mattress. Oh, I love that I was, show. I was the jester in that yes. one. And I had to wear tights for the first time as a teenager, too. That was very, uh, <laughs> very disturbing for me, and probably more so for the audience that had to <laughs> sit there. Because there was one part I remember where I had to sit at the edge of the, like I had a solo, I was the jester. Right, so yeah. this is one you know, he has a solo in that that play, and I had to go to the edge of the stage and sit there, you know, legs over the, the when, side. When of he's the, pretending to be the bird, um, no, I, I don't, rem- maybe, maybe. I think that's the part that the where he's like, caca, <laughs> it might be, it, I, might be. it was oh, so long it's, ago. It's, Denali, such a, it's such a fun show, yeah. um, but I remember thinking, like, oh man, I gotta sit on the edge of this stage with these, these tights on as a teenager, you know what I mean? Oh, um, no. But I, I loved, I loved doing musicals surprisingly, and I think it was just my, my like need to be uh, on stage and performing. Like, there's just such a energy when you're creating something on stage with other people even when you're just like by yourself like doing solo when i'm doing solo shows just like being able to tell a story with my instrument and with my voice is such a powerful thing Hmm. i think also part of it is like the adrenaline of something maybe going wrong too you know what i mean even when you're when you're playing solo right like you know the songs you're probably familiar you know you don't think you're gonna mess up at all but still every time you get on stage there's this like underlying right this underlying i could forget the chords i couldn't mess up the strumming pattern the lights are gonna gonna happen get cut Ah! all of a sudden (laughs) so there's like this adrenaline to that i think maybe that's what makes it um like addicting like you start getting into it when you're young and you get used to that like dopamine of like yeah like either it goes well or it goes an itch i gotta do it again <laughs> yeah i'm definitely thinking about doing another show yeah next who, summer who did you do it with um it was uh terry fike's main street players they're a local community theater huh. um they do a lot of shows for like little kids and they are so inclusive and i can't recommend them enough oh that's awesome yes yeah, i was just looking at your tattoos there i see I have for so the nerds many. out there these are my galaxy tattoos so, so i see i see one that i recognize some star wars stuff we millennium got some, falcon some yeah. rick and morty up there and a then cat. i got wally and eve from uh, the right. disney a, pixar that's my is cat that a tie fighter or is that, where if you don't mind me oh no okay i just can't see it this me. on the back of my elbow is uh, my favorite band jukebox the ghost oh well you can't see it from probably that angle but uh, and then i have a tardis under my arm. Tardis. From Doctor Who. Oh. Yeah. The uh, longest running uh, yeah, show yeah. ever. Ever in the history. At least, it's, at like least 60, it. it's like 60 <laughs> years or something like that that they just hit. So is that what you wanted to do is like musical theater when you I, first started? Yeah, out? I thought that I was going to be a theater kid. And then I was like, I can't belt. <laughs> I can't. And I am. I beg an, to differ, Denali. I've, I've heard you sing. You can do I'm, it. I'm an alto and mezzo sopranos are like mostly what uh female roles are in musical theater shows really yeah they don't have a lot of unless you're like the villain they don't Hmm. have a lot of alto roles that are like leads for for females so a lot of the time i will sing like boys songs yeah because my voice is so much lower than most people Hmm. well i couldn't keep up with the musical theater because I'm very terrible at dancing. I so, also am not the greatest that, dancer. That, yeah, I <laughs> you know, know, if you at least just try, it looks better than you just not trying at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you oh, saw no. me dance, Denali, you wouldn't you wouldn't be talking like that. Oh no! No, no, I'm, I am getting better. I took I take some uh, I took some classes. As a matter of fact, I might start taking them again, like the the waltz and all those like oh, old, like swing dance classes. Da- yeah, that yeah. might be fun. There's like a community center here. I go, yeah, it's like all the old ladies that are there, mm-hmm. and they come out and they want to dance and stuff. So yeah, I, I've uh, it was fun, but then they they always want to dance with me because I'm like the young guy in the room. Like, but then ooh. I start stepping on their feet, and, and then they're like, and then they're like, yeah, let's not go with this guy. <laughs> So I think Allie might come with me at some point. This way, I could just uh, partner oh, up with. That would with be Allie so and, uh, fun. Yeah, would you be down for? Although she's she dances or, or was a dancer or is a dancer. So um, yeah, yeah, she'd probably get mad at me too. End up getting punched in the back of the head or something dirty. <laughs> Um, so what made you then, so you went from kind of doing musical theater and now you're kind of back to it. Um, yeah. but you started writing, uh, songs like what, how did that come about? Like, you- so for me, the first song that I ever wrote, um, was actually a single that I released last summer. Um, and it's called Evergirl. Um, and it was about, uh, my girlfriend, um, from my senior year of high school. Um, and is this out the, yeah. the song in distribution? Yep. Yep, you can find it on anywhere where music is streamed. Um, all the usual suspects, except don't don't go on Spotify. Go on Apple or anyone else, anywhere else that pays. Better. Or Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, Bandcamp. We is, love Bandcamp. We, we do as musicians. Fridays. Yeah, you find someone that has a bit, the musicians that have the Bandcamp through that. Purchase their music through there because Spotify is starting money. to really screw over indie musicians. Yeah, in the last they're not. Month, but. No, but it's cool seeing like. I, like I, I did the Spotify Wrapped, and it was cool seeing the fact that I reached fifty-two listeners this year, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, fifty-two different people with different Spotify accounts <laughs> listened to my music." That is pretty. That feels amazing, huh? that feels exciting to me. So you wrote wrote that song. That was the first song you've ever yeah. put into distribution or released. Yeah, and then um, Evergirl. Was yeah, the name, by the way. Evergirl. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I've written a lot of my songs are either love songs or self love songs. And my mm. album that I released last December thirtieth, twenty twenty two, is called a chance to live and it was about a lot of the songs are about like learning to love myself and recognize my worth as an individual outside of other people hmm. how's that working out i'm getting there it's good <laughs> i'm still working on it yeah too, i'm getting there <laughs> it's work. hard it's hard work but like with therapy and with a really positive circle of friends and loved ones it's been something that is important to me to have a positive relationship with myself. It's funny that you say that too, because I learned, uh, you know, I was playing everybody hurts by REM uh, yeah. earlier. And there's one of these lines that it just reminded me of, of the, uh, the open mic that we had, you know, where there's just a bunch of musicians or, you know, we're all kind of in that same boat of like, we're all probably, um, uh, too emotional, too, uh, too in tune with, with everything around us which is good for writing music and being creative uh, but there's this line i'm trying to find it here um one second about your uh, oh because everybody hurts take comfort in your friends everybody hurts yeah <laughs> is the line and it just made me think of like the the open mic and and being around other musicians and well you can be genuine to your experience and your feelings and recognize that it's okay to have those feelings and it's okay to feel things, but you have people around you that are going to support you through those feelings. What, what's, uh, 
super interesting. What do you, what do you need? Oh, just move the, the microphone. <laughs> um, what's super interesting about musicians and, and creatives and stuff is that we tend to take, um, like the rawest parts of us and put it into something that we're then going to go on stage and, and be broad, vulnerable. Yeah, broadcast to the universe. And then on top of that, you got to try and look almost cool while you're doing it. Um, <sighs> so that, so that it has some saleability. <laughs> yeah. My, my album release show last year was absolutely insane. What I did was I had my friend, Matt Plessinger, who was on a previous episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to go watch that, you should, um, um, he was the opener and then I had a uh, local poet Sky Dunn uh, perform poetry during the intermission my friend Festival performed juggling during the intermission I was at, I was at that show right? Yeah. yeah and then I performed my album with a band I had a keyboard player a bass player and a percussionist and it was the coolest thing in the whole world <laughs> I I still get chills thinking about it and I like I made merch for it and like it was such an amazing experience getting to on the day that my album came out, like the day that it released, like have an actual show at love and cup in Rochester to release my music to the world live. It was, it was, yeah, I think that that show was pretty cool too. I didn't expect the juggling to happen. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I think, I think uh, at one point I was like, Oh, maybe they, maybe they should have chose a a taller ceiling venue. For, cause, cause I saw, they um, were trying so hard to, to get like <laughs> really high and yeah, they kept yeah. adding th- was more there a ladder things. or a, I think it was chairs, it was right? Stools. Being, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and at one point I was like, uh Oh yeah. Uh-oh, she makes me be... nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I love her, but she was actually the one who helped me record my album festival. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, she, we just did it in our friend's basement and then in my brother's attic for the last couple songs. And, hmm. We we recorded it using GarageBand and our own materials, and now it's out in the world. Yeah, out in the world, and yeah, that, that's kind of what I was saying. Is like it's it's such a a uh, a yin and yang or a, a dichotomy to to the to the creative thing because you're you're writing songs or writing material or or whatever that your art form is, um, you know, that's like exposing parts of you that you would probably find it difficult to have real straightforward just conversations about sometimes yeah. but you're out there like like displaying like, you know, it i'm just gonna let the world know that this is how <laughs> I, I really feel i had uh uh kaylin servini on um i forget this bunch of episodes ago so oh yeah halloween episode and she has a song i think called naked uh don't yell at me caitlin if i or caitlin if i uh miss said that i think it's called naked but um she was naked like in the video not completely nude but yeah and she had people like writing on her with markers wow um you know all the things basically that she i guess uh in theory like feels wow being pro- either project like people are you know judging That's about super her or what vulnerable. That's wild. Um, and yeah just the the I was going to say balls, but the cojones it takes, because I like the Spanish version of it a little bit better. Yeah. Cojones, you know? uh, it takes to do something like that and get up there and, and uh, just put put it out there for people to see that, you know, you're you're not alone. Everybody, everybody hurts. Everybody hurts. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so what, where do you see now, because you have your first album out there yep. in distribution, do you see yourself putting out 
more albums? Do you think you're going to write a, a I musical? Have, I have, a, oh my gosh, write a musical. <laughs> I have a friend who's writing a musical and they want me to be a part of it. And I would absolutely love that. Um, but I think for me, um, a couple of dreams of mine are at least this next year, I'd like to release another album or EP um, with at least four songs, maybe five or six um and record and release that in the next year um but my dream right now um i'm also a preschool teacher that's like my my main your thing my career um and i absolutely adore getting to nurture and care for three to five-year-olds it's the most fulfilling job i've ever had so my dream is to write a children's album ah well as a matter of fact i just uh we were down in new york city uh, myself and Allie here uh for a kind of a networking type of event with the recording academy people in in new york um and there's a few children's uh music um you know artists and and i think maybe producers there um that that are part of the recording academy that that submitted to the grammys and what have you um and that's a big category actually the the children's music stuff i don't know if you're familiar with children's music but like Lori berkner is absolutely Hmm. amazing like she wrote like the dinosaur uh um we are the dinosaurs marching uh the goldfish which is just a classic um i'm gonna catch you you better run like her songs are so (laughs) fun and she just she just plays guitar and just like sure tells a story and the kids just get so excited and i want to be able to do that i got when my when my kids were young i had the opportunity to go into my daughter's school i think that it was maybe first grade or second grade yeah i got to play like music for them it was probably the best the best crowd i've ever played to was that that group of like 30 little kids my instrument to work um i worked with the schoolagers over the summer and i brought my instrument and i played Evergirl and i played my song a chance to live which is the title song off my album and they loved it like they were just they're probably dancing right no they were just sitting just watching and like listening (laughs) and i could see in their eyes and in their faces that they were really genuinely like wanting to hear what i had to say in my Hmm. songs and it just felt really special do you feel that that uh adults nowadays find it difficult to do that yeah i found um i i was playing with a duo over the past um like couple months um with my friend tr and uh we played at some wineries and i noticed that there weren't there wasn't a lot of like people listening Hmm. like genuinely listening at a lot of the shows like they were just either on their phones or not really worried about what we were doing which i understand we were kind of just like background music but like i like playing places like like Love and Cup and Boulder where like I know that my people are going to come and they're genuinely interested in what I have to say and what I have to perform. Yeah. Some some venues are a little tough. Like it depends on what you're doing too. Like if your music is very lyric centric, like you're telling stories in your songs, yeah. it's very difficult to play original music in a bar where people are drinking. They don't know your songs. Like they're right. not paying attention because they don't know it. They can't just sing along. They're drunk. They're, you know, they're, they're really not paying attention. I found the right. same thing. Like if there's, if I'm playing a theater or I'm playing somewhere where there's like some, some level of like, there's, there's attention being the whole reason that there is for the music and the not lights to are just off get drunk in the like like yeah. especially a theater like that's that would be amazing like um i think it's the theater innovation square mm-hmm. that my friend um julia weatherholtz played um with her band of, uh helium bubble that uh we did uh 
thing for the Fringe Festival, that poster you probably can't see. Oh, it there, cool. But that was at, at that place. Yeah, it's a really it's, cool theater. It's a beautiful theater, and I would love to play there someday. That yeah. would be really, really cool. Yeah, they've got a good like lighting system there, it and was, the theater, the acoustics and in there. And everybody was just so like interested in the in what was happening on the stage. Hmm. And like that's that's what I love about musical theater is that like when you're performing, like people are there to see the story you're creating on the hmm. stage. And you feel like the the kids really kind of zo- like uh zone in on They were zoning in. They doing. were they were really genuinely invested in the music I was performing when I when I performed in my classroom and they were all super excited and they all wanted to try my instrument which was really cool so I got to teach them a couple chords and well maybe I have to introduce you to some of the the children's music people that, that please I'm friends I would with, love that and speaking of actually in the Grammy Museum um, speaking of uh, what's her name um uh, Amy Winehouse, they have like a, a tribute thing to her out there at the Grammy. Uh, at the Grammy Museum, I think, girl. out in LA, and they have like her outfits and like you know all, all oh this like memorabilia. I would lose it uh, from her. <laughs> she was big with like your your generation, and, and yeah, uh, she died when I was in middle school. I think hmm. um, I think I was in eighth grade. Yeah, she's and one, I remember, and I was like, oh my gosh. I feel like she's one of the last kind of rock. Like rock stars of She just wanted to sing jazz. That's all she yeah. wanted to do was just sing jazz and she loved singing and her her father unfortunately took it upon himself to jump start her career and push her in that direction and that's not what she wanted. Hmm. Her the documentary called Amy is all about her like experience and like what happened with her and huh. it was it's, oh, maybe I have to watch it's that. very eye opening. I I cried watching it. It was so beautiful. Well, I think that's too what um, what sometimes happens is, you know, you want to get your music out, and, and this happened with a lot of you know musicians, especially back then. You know, like the yeah. fame thing was something that's just a necessary evil, kind of in the in the search to get your music out to people. Like you know, yeah. obviously the people like Kurt Cobain and and, and now a, we have social media, that, and like you have to oh man, it's, get <laughs> views to in order to make the algorithm like get your stuff out there and people to actually see it and like i have a tiktok and i just post like acapella videos of me singing and like i'll get excited when i get like 800 views but like i know in the grand scheme of things that's not a lot but like it feels cool to like know that there were that many people viewing my content (laughs) yeah now you have to do all those dances and you have to do all this stuff it's ridiculous it's so crazy as a musician to feel like i just want to be authentic i want to be me and that's what my songs are about so it feels silly to do things that are not authentic to me and my experience just to get viewership. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what I was kind of talking about before the dichotomy of like, you know, having to like expose the vulnerabilities of yourself as a musician. And then you have to get on stage and kind of like, you know, dance, dance clown, you know, that's really, especially on the tick, like on the tick, I said, I really sound like an old man, the tick tock and the, (laughs) that came out. I think I'm in my forties now, Denali. So it's, you know, (laughs) it just comes out. Um, but it, it, yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's very difficult for me, especially at my age to want to go on and and like do the TikTok thing, especially some of the stuff. I just don't get what the draw is behind it. So I'd never even think to do it. Like where we, we had talked about this, where there's like this pointing to something like a video in the video and there's no like no like, i just don't get why people are watching that like why not right. seek out the first video right and just watch that i don't need the person's finger in the video oh boy i mean unless they have an interesting finger 
They do have interesting fingers. Sometimes. From time, from time to time. <laughs> um, but if you get the chance, if you're ever out in LA, go check out the Grammy Museum out there. Cause oh my gosh, all that I would wet, love that. Stuff is there. Um, so uh, you want to do more musical theater, I'm guessing, too, in the future. So yeah. what, do you have like a dream dream roles play or dream role so my dream role is from the musical the last five years um it's a musical that is based on a story of two people and there's only two people in the show it's kathy and jamie jamie's um, a man but i want to play jamie and it's their entire relationship over five years but the cool thing is that at the beginning of the show it starts at the end of kathy's story and the first song is at the end of their relationship but then the second song is at the beginning of jamie and his story with kathy they meet in the middle at the end of act one for when they get married and then it goes to the end of the musical and it's Huh. The way that the story is told what was is the, name of it again? the last five years. The last five There's years. a movie version of it with Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan that is so, so good. Huh. Have you seen it? What's it Heard of it? The last five years. My husband and I sang the um the next ten minutes together, um, when we when I walked down the aisle at our wedding. Huh. Oh yeah, you just got married recently, mm-hmm. right? Congratulations! Thank you. H- hence my uh, struggle to pronounce the last Cerisco. name. Cerisco. <laughs> yeah, Cerisco. we combined our two last names, so his last name was Cisco and mine was Reese. <laughs> so we put Reese in the middle of Cisco. So now my both of our last names are Cerisco. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like. I dig that. Yeah. All right, little compromise. That's right. Started out right. Um, so, <laughs> so with regards to your music now, yeah, um, this will air. Maybe after the holidays, so maybe just before. Do you have any shows coming up or things you want to kind of get out there too for anyone at least local? Um, or well, Maddie probably plugged the wrong date because we had to change our date for our show. Hey, um, wasn't it New Year's Eve or something? It was supposed gonna... to be the day before New Year's Eve, but it is now Friday, January fifth ah, at okay. Love and Cup. We are doing a show together. I'm playing a small set of original music. He's playing a small set of original music. And then we're going to play a duo set with the two of us doing covers together. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. What kind of uh, what kind of covers are we doing? Oh, my gosh. Everything. Anthrax. Uh, um, Pantera. No. <laughs> Paramore. Borns. The Dip. Oh, you're doing Paramore, huh? Yeah. All mm-hmm. kinds of music. Jack Johnson. Like, What's your favorite Jack Johnson song? Oh, man. I, you know, it's funny. I would never take you for, for Jack Johnson. Me? Like fan, yeah. I don't know why he's tattooed on my leg. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the tattoo. Come on, Patrick. No. <laughs> if um, I saw the tattoo, I'd be like, you know what? Denali's probably a fan of Jack Johnson, but I have I have not seen the tattoo. So, <laughs> I think my favorite album is "Sleep Through the Static." My favorite song. Hmm. Might be Sunsets for Somebody Else. That's from one of his newer albums. Not his New West, which is Meet the Moonlight, but the one that came right before then, which I'm blinking all the light above it, too. Hmm. Not a fake fan. (laughs) Um, It's called Sunsets for Somebody Else, and I do a cover on it on my baritone ukulele, and my friend Maddie has always told me that 
it's his favorite cover of mine and he likes it better than jack's version oh really yeah trying to show up jack johnson huh i'm not trying but maddie says (laughs) it's but you're just doing it i'm I'm doing naturally i'm doing my best (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i had a dream as a kid that someday i wanted to uh meet jack johnson and play ukulele with him and that Ah. is that is still still a dream of mine jack johnson if you're watching this well jack johnson's a big fan of mine so i think uh he's probably watching now come see me in rochester let's get your best your best uh pitch to jack johnson to come jack johnson i play the ukulele you're tattooed on my leg you are my (laughs) biggest songwriting inspiration please either come play in rochester and have a vip thing where i could meet you yeah. or something because or you are maybe co-write oh wow with jack johnson that would be the dream you know how i first found out about jack johnson was through g love and special sauce yeah he's I done think, a lot of a lot of stuff with him i think g love did uh like initially i think that's kind of how he got he out wrote, into the jack johnson ether. wrote the whole curious george um movie soundtrack and i think g oh, love really? is on one of the songs huh yeah, G Love was one of those guys that kind of got big. Yeah, like his band got big, but he's still like underground. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. he's um he he's got like uh, what was his biggest thing? That I like cold beverage probably. Right? I or, like uh, cold beverages. That one. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my favorite one though is uh, milk and cereal. Do you know milk and cereal? I don't think so. Milk and cereal, milk and cereal. It's a whole thing about just cereal and milk. Yeah, oh, baby got sauce. That was probably his yeah his biggest hit. But you know what? You know what the problem is. I went to go see him once. Oh really? At, um, where was it? it? Was back in New York City when I still lived there, and I remember going and he was good live, like performing wise. Does he play the harmonica? Yes. Okay, I saw him join Blues Traveler at Red Rocks in Colorado, and they had a harmonica battle on July fourth, <laughs> and it was insane blues traveler is one of my one of my favorite oh it was so freaking cool and then there were fireworks over the red rocks like amphitheater and we were just like (laughs) oh that's real life you said you saw them at at red rocks in in colorado yeah that's an awesome venue yeah that was in 2018 huh Oh, that's awesome. What, was, did you go out there specifically for that? Um, or you were... No, my mother passed away in 2018, and I was conceived in Colorado, so I wanted to scatter her ashes there. Ah, right on. And then you got to see G-Love. And, G-Love and Blues and Traveler. Blues it Traveler. was really freaking cool. <laughs> I do a cover of, uh, uh, is it But Anyway? Uh, no, 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 not But Anyway. Um, Run Around. Nice. And everyone, every time I play it, like everyone like, it's like, huh, I know that song. <laughs> and then I get to the chorus and everyone, like, everyone oh, has to start know singing along with it. Yeah. And another song like that, <laughs> that I've done, that's a very like uh, few and far between cover that people don't do, but the Black Parade uh, by, oh, uh, yeah. by My Chemical Romance. Yep. Every time I do that, you get to the chorus and everyone's, everyone's singing everyone's along. Singing. <laughs> yep. Like I said, I'm a little late to the game on the emo stuff, but you know. <laughs> You're getting um, there. Yeah, I'm getting I'm Denali. I'm I'm learning. I'm learning the youths. Good the job, youths. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> the youth stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, so so, I guess what uh, the next uh, bunch of songs you're are, are they already kind of semi written? Some of them are written. Um, some of them I'm working on. Um, but I am really excited about them. How and do you how do you approach your writing? process um for me i usually start with the chords um and i i hear the chords in my head and like 
mess around with like the order that I want them in. And then I figure out a strumming pattern and then I let a melody come to me and then the lyrics come after that. Hmm. So you, that's, that's, pretty typical because i feel like to try and shove lyrics into a into a musical piece after the fact that doesn't that doesn't work as well um i did uh co-write a couple of songs with sky um and where the lyrics uh, where they wrote the lyrics and i created a melody and Hmm. that was honestly kind of cool but i definitely for my own songwriting i definitely prefer to write my own songs in a way that i start with the chords and then come to the the lyrics as well, i create a melody and what's interesting because i know sky's poetry at the end usually sky is doing um uh, rhymes at the end of lines so it's actually yeah. way easier probably yeah, they, to write a they song are, they are a yeah. rhymer and that <laughs> helps a lot because yeah. i like to rhyme in my songs um so when is the the children's album going to come out Denali? <laughs> that is something that i'm going to work on with festival i'm actually hanging out with them um this next week and we're going to talk about it because that's something that we both have a dream of doing and i am really excited to make that dream come so to i know fruition. a great uh you know my my oh I'll, I'll promote this right now our new merch is out the band patrick yeah. Joanne band merch is out and i had uh ethan keister and i'll, I'll tag him oh my hand is in the i'm being yelled at um the, <laughs> ethan keister is a uh an artist that that basically cartoonized the band uh, yeah for me. they look really really right? really they're, cool they're dope right yeah <laughs> um and so we got a whole bunch of like new hoodies t-shirts all that stuff uh at patrickjoen.com so go check those out but what i was going to suggest the reason i brought that up yeah. uh, is not to shamelessly promote although i just did shamelessly promote patrickjoen.com to go buy merch and help support the patrick joen band uh and our future tours and, and music that's right um, but um, to casually transition now into what I was going to say. So if you're doing a children's book uh, or a children's album, yeah. typically, um, you know, you'd have some sort of either artwork with the album or maybe even a corresponding book along with it. Yeah. He's an amazing illustrator. So maybe I can kind of team you guys up together. I'd too, love and, to get to know and maybe him. Maybe you'd do something like that. Yeah, that I've, would be I've really thought cool. about that. I have some like con- like a, my concept album, the the mask album, and then that one that I was talking about where we did it at the the innovation uh, theater. Yeah, um, I'd like to turn those also into books with like the album with it. Yeah, um, but yeah, festival has a song called the Bacon Song, <laughs> and it has a book like a children's book that's it's called the bacon song and you can like read the children's book while you're singing the song and it's hysterical <laughs> it's so funny did they uh, draw uh, the stuff in it or um, is it they had an illustrator okay. do the book yeah. for them but it's so oh my gosh it's so funny yeah i love those like mixed media projects they just they can get like from production cost wise they can get really expensive like yeah what i wanted to do for for my mask album was was just like i have these visions in my head of what what i want to put out right and then i i price it out and i'm like that's gonna be so expensive i need to get have some yeah. sort of an roi on someone's got to help me out with yeah. this. <laughs> so everyone out there if you go to patrickjoen.com and purchase our new merch that can help uh deliver those <laughs> those new pro- projects out to you and denali where, where can they find your uh, stuff again it's um well my instagram has my link tree so denali.cerisco s-i-r-i-e-s-c-o so i i usually have uh uh songwriters and and artists that come on perform a song 
Ooh. Right? And so you've got you you just happen to have. I brought Venice with me. I did. The, the, oh, <laughs> so surprise, surprise! You just happen to have your ukulele in front of you. Oh my goodness! Oh, you know, just out of the blue. You all right? You need something? Okay. Um, so we're gonna have you perform a song. What song did you think you were gonna do today? I think I'm gonna do a chance to live. It's my. Um, uh, title song off my album that released almost a year ago and it is a mantra that I like to remind myself that I am worthy of love hmm. what would you say to uh, I guess well you're a teacher so to, to young people out there that are going to either get into the entertainment world or start writing music or start performing like what maybe piece of advice would you give them um hmm. don't give up on yourself and try to be authentic and don't compare yourself to others because you deserve to be authentic to you hmm. i dig it i dig it all right so let's uh one more time i want to say thank you to the sponsors uh lucky buzz and seed and stone uh steve seed Seed and, oh, I'm looking for, Seed and Stone Cidery uh, for sponsoring the show. Thank you to everyone that listens. Again, go down there, comment, uh, subscribe, like, do all those sorts of things. Hit the bell, right? They say that on YouTubes. Um, the <laughs> oh, YouTubes and the TikToks. Um, oh, to, my gosh. <laughs> to ring, the, ring the bell so you get notifications. Um, and Denali's going to uh, serenade us here with a wonderful song. Um, why, don't we, uh, why don't we go for it? You ready to make it? Make magic happen. Oh, maybe. Oh, you're good. I I'm got gonna, it. I got you, Denali. Set some things on fire. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Keep going. 
thought I had it and then I and then I lost it uh, uh, right at the end there but I'll get it eventually Denali I promise yeah, I, know. I promise um, so we're going to we're going to uh, end the show here again thank you everyone for coming on Denali I really appreciate you coming on the thank show thank you for having me and we'll me. have to come you uh, come you back we'll have to have you back on the show once you release your next album sounds great okay so you can help promote it um, and uh, I just want to say because it's probably going to come out just before the holidays um, I believe we're going to skip a week so if you're uh, watching this now we may either have already skipped a week or you may be missing next week if you're following along I don't, I don't have these dates in my head Denali. that's alright I don't have enough space in there for I understand other other than the the low buzz of a just that that's what's happening the whole time um but thank you all for watching happy holidays for whatever you celebrate um hopefully it's uh safe and and happy and all that stuff and and uh we'll definitely be releasing this before the new year so happy fucking new year happy to fucking everyone new out year. there and and 2020 four is going to be hopefully an amazing year for everyone and everyone gets uh, uh all their dreams come true it can happen to yep. you um and thank you for watching the show thank you ali for um for doing this every week and, and doing the cameras i really appreciate it um denali again thank you for being on the songwriters couch Woo. um on this little experiment we're doing here with songwriters and 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 comedians every once in a while too so we'll Ooh, have to we'll have to have a, a, another comedian come on yeah i've got some some ideas for that um but uh thank you all for watching the show for listening if you're listening on the podcast uh audio wise uh thank you to our wonderful sponsors lucky buzz and we'll we'll see you guys all on whatever the next one is denali 
Heck yeah. Much respect. And uh, later, guys. Word. Yeah.